Hey, are you looking to upgrade your key life areas and evolve to a higher level of existence? To practically harness personal growth and spirituality in a crazy, busy, imperfect world? Then you've come to the right place. My name is Prash and this is Urban Spirituality, the show which uniquely fuses ancient wisdom with contemporary self-growth and spiritual disciplines to deliver value-added tools, traits, and insights to help you unleash your fullest potential. We always keep it real, featuring authentic, unfiltered dialogue with guests from diverse backgrounds to inspire, entertain, and enlighten all who listen. So get ready for your dose of urban spirituality. Be present, and let's dive in. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Urban Spirituality. I am your host, Prash, and I am super excited because we have a first on this show. For the first time ever, we are having siblings, two sisters from another part of the world joining on on this show and they have something completely special, completely unique. And I couldn't wait to have them on the show and share this truly special gift that they have nurtured and been blessed with and are sharing with the world. So now it's time for them to share this gift with you. I'm extremely grateful that they've joined us on the show sitting in a beautiful, sunny part of the United States. They were raised in the U.S. to broad-minded parents. They were exposed to all different spiritual paths and learned to meditate as children. And subsequently, something most unexpected and mysterious happened along the way. At the age of around seven and nine, respectively, they spontaneously started to be able to read write and chant and understand Sanskrit. I'm going to say that again. At the age of around seven and nine, respectively, they were able to read, write, chant, and understand Sanskrit, which for those of you who aren't aware, is the world's oldest and arguably the most grammatically rich language. At the age of seven and nine, folks. Subsequently, they've integrated the ancient knowledge of the Vedas, into their lives and continue to pass it on to their beautiful children and other generations. So they are passionate about sharing the experience of Sanskrit for people to use. And I think importantly, incorporate into their own lives for their peace and well-being. And they do this through Sanskrit, not only through what they teach, but through their music, their stories, and of course, authentic Vedic chanting. On top of all of this, they are prolific creators and songwriters and have released a staggering eight albums and have appeared on all sorts of shows in the media, including the National Tonight Show in the US. Right now, their focus is on a project called Healing Mantras, which we'll hear about from them. Please show your love for the lovely Andrea and Sarah Shanti Shanti sisters. Namaste. 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 Thank you so much for having us on. We are so excited to be here. <laughs> I'm like really excited to have you guys we because oh, when the agency reached out and said, hey, Prash, have you heard of these guys? I said, no, Shanti Shanti. And just the name, <laughs> Shanti Shanti. And then, of course, you know, they sent me the press pack and I was able to look you guys up. And I thought, no way is this happening. <laughs> no way are two so so look I, I mean spirituality with you we love what yeah you're right doing. and you guys are doing mantras and we have mantra therapy and urban spirituality here um you know our brands so it's been really a, a real eye-opener i know we've been speaking a little bit off camera and we've been spending some time getting to know each other a little bit um and I'm, you know i'm fascinated to share your journey of course with everyone here um but first tell me and tell all of our viewers and listeners yes. exactly what the heck are two <laughs> American-born sisters living out in Reno, Nevada, or in the state of Nevada, doing yeah, chanting Nevada, mantras yeah. and uh, hanging out at churches, Catholic churches, chanting mantras, uh, teaching kids. What's going on? So 
well, the way we say it, so in, in, as you know, in India, usually the tradition of chanting the Vedas is passed down from father to son, father to son. Mm. And then it showed up in two white girls from Reno. And we have, we don't, it was, um, we spontaneously experienced the love of Sanskrit so intensely. And then we realized we could do it. And we completely freaked our parents out. I am not kidding. They were like, what is this? This isn't Spanish. Because um, they weren't born in, they're of no, Latino, no. Latino origin, right? No, no, no. no. <laughs> so they believed in exposing us to different religions, uh, all different cultures. And one of those was obviously um, Hinduism. Hinduism and uh, meditation and transcendental meditation, to be specific. Our parents were, were TMers. TMers, and we're, we're also practitioners of, practitioners of TM. Yeah. Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. Yes, right. the, venera <laughs> the venerated. Right, yeah. And we were, when we were exposed to it, we loved it. At, even at this young of an age, we loved how it sounded. We loved how it made us feel. We would leave so buzzed and just feeling so conscious and Aware. joyful and incredible. We wanted to continue on doing it, and we were just able to and do it. it. Within a few days, all of a sudden, we could repeat all the things that we had heard the pundits do. And, um, and then our parents took us to Berkeley. They had us meet with different professors because they were like, we don't know what's wrong with our kids. Right. So they were taking around all of our papers. What is wrong? We went to Iowa. We went to Iowa. They took us to yeah, the whole TM group yeah. in Iowa. We had been back east in Pennsylvania, worked with different um, pundits. Because our parents were like, seriously, what is this mess that they're doing? You know, they should be coloring rainbows. Why are they, but then they writing also, in Sanskrit? <laughs> and they wanted right. to be supportive. But, you know, so we obviously traveled around to go find like-minded people and and then they got us books and stuff to support our our studies uh and then this is what this is this many years later and our father was a music producer and he helped us uh he taught us music and taught us how to sing and and um to be a writer and that sort of thing so that was uh, and that was wonderful and then so he kind of helped launch shanti shanti at the, at the beginning and then we've kept it going i mean that's fascinating obviously we want to hear more about this journey that you've been on that's led you here because I think I'm still, and I think many of our viewers and listeners will be still reeling from the shocking and fascinating revelation that you somehow spontaneously were able to speak the, and it is, it is often regarded as the most difficult language on the planet because it is the most grammatically complete and we all know nasa used sanskrit to base COBOL, pascal I and mean, that was decades ago nasa used yes. nasa was famous for using sanskrit to base all their computer languages on most computer languages are that, based on sanskrit tesla, tesla. Also now i find that tesla used um used a whole bunch of sanskrit in his in his writings about uh electricity all, notes were in sanskrit. all of his notes were in sanskrit and he believes that all of the knowledge that he would ever need for quantum physics were in the vedas in the vedas right atharva veda some some of the vedas which really went into the scientific side so i mean this Correct. is this is fascinating yeah. this is fascinating stuff um but for everybody's benefit let's let let's let's we got a surprise folks in fact folks we've got two surprises we in a moment, are going to have a chance to hear, hear a taste of what Andrea and Sarah do together. And at the end, we have another surprise. And I guess we shouldn't tell them what it is, right, ladies? Let's, <laughs> let's leave that till the end. But they're going to explain what they're going to do and why it's going to be beneficial. This is going to be an experiential episode. I'm super excited. You are not only going to hear, but you're going to actually feel the power of Sanskrit and mantras through this episode very shortly and at the end so stay tuned for that and before we do that let's just quickly get this definition mantras and uh, yeah you know from my own sanskrit training i understand mantra mantra the word mantra means to free the mind but yes. ladies would you enlighten us a little bit more before you uh share something very special so mantra is uh, we actually gone over this is it's, it's a, the repetition of a sound but we focus uh, our most of our focus is actually on the vedas because they just listening to them skip what it means skip trying to do it too but just listening to it creates um it causes the the cells in the body to vibrate at a very high level and every every word in the vedas is a mantra and they are obviously prayers and the positive good vibrations that elevate the consciousness so we obviously 
with the word with mantras it's 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 a we use you it's used in meditation and it's used it's the repetition of a word but it's not just any word we want you want the words to be in sanskrit because right. those are the primordial sounds of creation all this yeah all the sounds right vibrations to be just permeating the body and the mind and the spirit and raising our consciousness while we do that so that's why we you you obviously we love mantras and then we love the vedas because it's nothing but mantras. <laughs> it's nothing but mantras. And folks, for those right. of you who, who are hearing the word Vedas, obviously we are not referring to the guy from Star Wars with the black helmet, Darth Vader. It's got nothing to do with the Vedas. <laughs> right. Nothing. We are talking about Vedas, V-E-D-A-S, the Vedas. Uh, the word Vid books. means knowledge, Vidya, right? And there are four ladies. Yes. Would you please? Uh, four books. And they, they contain all the knowledge of mathematics, medicine, the, the stars, um, uh, architecture, the planning of cities, um, and then also like the celestial relationship between humans and the divine. And right. the piece the piece that we'd like to chant for you, are, are you ready for us to do a piece or do you want us to wait? No, I think in? we should just go right in, please, okay. please. <laughs> this piece is neat. It's called, um, it's actually from the Atharva Veda, which is the newest of all the Vedas, which still makes it really, really old. Because um, the, the, the Rig Veda itself, even just by kind of, by common dating it's around nine thousand eight and a half to nine thousand in written form that doesn't even speak about the spoken form of the vedas which predates what much older than that yes and Skeptics this would be a keep of it. so you're talking what what three uh you know three thousand bc so it's really really old and this is a neat piece i love this piece because it's called the suktum of life and it asks god to ensure that we have a long life and we have good health and we have mental stability and we heal quickly um, and that there is less pain and no comfort and that it supports our happiness and that right. we may grow with the lifespan that we are given. And then at the very end, it says, may we have a quick and painless death, quick and painless exit. So this is a prayer everybody needs. Everybody needs good health and we all want to be fulfilled and we all want to be happy. And so you yeah. know, you'll hear this is a lot different than the regular bhajans where it's easy. Um, this is very, it's metered. It's the perfect, it's, it has to be pronounced the same way. It is done the exact same way for thousands of for years. thousands of years. This is you don't get to um, do your own version. We add harmonies, but that's about it. The main line never changes. We do it exactly the same. And that's the beauty of the Sanskrit language, of course, folks. For those of you who who weren't aware, its preservation is is it's based on its own referential integrity, its own linguistic integrity. There are yes. meters, there are phraseologies, there are words that are concatenated together in certain ways, which can only be concatenated in certain ways. Certain juxtapositions of words and syllables are done in exact and very mathematical precise. ways. Would you say? Yes, absolutely. Very precise. Very mathematical. So do you have a good level on us? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Please. Okay. The Ayu Suktam. Oh, yo Brahma, Brahmana, Uttara, Pranai, Shiraha, Krithivasa, Apinaki, Isha no deva sana ayunda dhatu dasmai Juhomi avisha gritena Vibrajamana sarirasya Madhyadrojamano Karmaruchirya agat Samatya pashana panyudya Gorani hayashengno Pitamatu deva Brahma Jyotya Brahma Padnishu Garbhamya Madhadar Gururupam Jayantaham Subarnaram Bhagraha Marga Marchanta Mayushai Vardhayam Mogatenam Shriyam Lakshmi Mabalamami Kamgam Shashtim Chayam Indrasena Ejudahum Tamvidyam Brahma Yonigam Sarupani Hayushai Sarpayamogatena, Sakshayanya, Sarvayonya, Sayunya, Sahasrisho, Vishwagrupa, Vihupa, Sasuna, Sapataya, Sayutya, Ayushenu, Vitamidam, Tushantam, Vidyagana,
Sometimes silence is the best response to something so magnificent. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you, Thank you for having us on. Your voice is very calming. Yes. I like listening to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. We should, uh, we have some guided meditations underway. So uh, perhaps we'll have to collaborate and have you join us on that. On we that would journey. love to. We know you have Help a special you journey. Anyway. We know you have a wonderful journey of your own and something to share. So, Folks, I hope that was, despite all the technical little glitches and cr crackles and snapples that we have. Oh, no. With technology. <laughs> I hope that you felt as much as heard the power of those mantras. And if we're fortunate, we would have you both join us again. A little later on, I understand, we're going to hear something more. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. We could do another piece right now. Do you want us to do Asato? Masadgamaya? I think that would be lovely. So lighten it up a little bit because that piece is so intense because it's so precise. And if we could light... Um, it's fun also to incorporate Sanskrit in a more uh, singing way so that it's a little less. Yes. <laughs> I'm listening for my audience here. Folks, do you have any objections? Uh, <laughs> the answer is no. Go for okay. it. Cool. This piece, um, are, we, are we at the right volume, Prash? We are. Yeah, this volume sounds good. Did you want to give us a little bit of an introduction and explanation, Andrea? Of course, yeah. yes. Yeah. So this piece is, is wonderful. It says it's a universal prayer. It applies to everybody who is into spirituality, but lead us from ignorance to knowledge, from darkness to light, and from death to immortality. I so love the universality of those words. It transcends religion, and it transcends yeah. races and cultures. It speaks to all. And just to give you a good example, this, this piece was used, I think it was at the end of the second matrix at the very end there's this choir and they're all singing and they're singing this piece in sanskrit <laughs> obviously wow. i don't know if you, if you heard but it was gonna originally it was going to be the language of computers instead of the you know zeros and ones it was going to be sanskrit because it is the perfected it is the perfect language so the they were going language. to use it and then i think it's very fitting for the matrix given the fact that it's this whole virtual reality it's reality. all about maya Right. <laughs> so at the very end, they put this piece in. I thought that was so cool when ah, I heard that. Ah, Sarah, thank you. Yeah. Something fresh. Yeah. So we'll sing it, um, and then we'll uh, we'll sing the English too. So. Oh yeah, that that's awesome, Sarah. Yeah. You, you're good now. If you keep that volume level there, right? That you are. That's awesome. Okay. You're good. I will talk very loud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Go for it. Asatoma Sangamaya Tomasoma Jotin Gamaya Red Yoma Amritangamaya Asatoma Sangamaya Tomasoma 
Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to us. <laughs> Thank you so much. May we etch those immortal sounds, those sacred syllables, and the words that have no shape, no time, transcend all that exists. And may those words etch themselves in our heart, in our spirit so that we can all, day by day, week by week, month by month, start to immerse ourselves in our true transcendental nature. That was fascinating. Powerful. Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you for having us, seriously. Folks, we have to hear more so let's get to know a little bit more about shanti shanti we've heard them give us shanti by the way folks the word shanti means of course peace peace <laughs> so folks contrary to popular belief the word shanti wasn't created by a bunch of hippies sitting around in san francisco in the 1970s <laughs> <laughs> the word has has Timeless relevance. It, ex it has existed since time immemorial. And Shanti, therefore, transcends any race or religion and is, and is not, as many people incorrectly ascribe, uh, incorrectly believe, ascribed to the Hindu religion, which, by the way, the word Hindu is in itself a foreign, uh, ex foreign description of people living in that part of the world at the time. So um, really, it should be regarded as a Vedic word, referring to the yes, oldest right. body of knowledge on the planet, the Vedas. And right. the word well, Shanti the means word Shanti eventually gave rise to the word Shalom, which is in Hebrew. Or was it, what is the equivalent of the Islam version of Salem? Salem. Mm. Yeah. Salam. Salam. So those, those words eventually actually originally came from the, the Sanskrit word Shanti. And it doesn't mean just like, hey, peace, man. Right. It's it not the hippie peace. <laughs> it's, a, it's a deeper peace. Right. A, a, a profound penetrating the, the soul. I kind it of is. find it, it is, it's that kind of piece. I feel honored because my full name is Prashant. You know, I call myself, you know, everybody calls me Prash, but Prashant. And of yeah. course, Prashant, Prashant comes from the Bhagavad Gita. Prashant Atma, right. Brahma Bhuta Prashant Atma. Right. So Prashant means always peaceful. Um, 
it is questionable where I, whether I'm always peaceful, but I strive <laughs> to always peaceful. I strive to be. We just always. try. Yeah. We all try to be a peaceful, but, and we do our best and we get credit for doing our best. We, life, we absolutely get credit. It's a way of revving you up. <laughs> Yes, sometimes and we're going to be revved up at the end. So, folks, we have another surprise at the end of this beautiful episode. But right now, here and now, we want to go into a little bit of your history here. So rewind the clock for us, both of you, would you? And take us through some significant points in your life, because there must have been a journey that you went on fine you had this incredible revelation that you're able to speak this language what did what did it do for you what it how did it impact your life and you know you're growing up i would say that the the vedic lifestyle was extremely important to our family and our um our parents we lived an ayurvedic lifestyle meditation was very important part of uh, of our us growing up but then when we discovered sanskrit it was neat because no matter what was going on at school or anything it's like we have this ability to instantaneously create our own peace for ourselves so did it matter if the popular girl was being mean or if you had a test we were definitely nerds in school so yes we were picked on quite frequently oh, yes <laughs> it wasn't until like high school when we found the other nerds orchestra people that then it was better yeah then we could talk about sanskrit and the and the orchestra and then in college it was the archaeologist group so then yeah yeah other nerds yeah so it was <laughs> so but sanskrit was our it was like a secret tool and i didn't matter what was going on um that was profound and the neat thing was is Talk what we love so much about it is it is it is irrelevant what your spiritual path is Sanskrit supports it. It is a root language. It, is, it enhances it. Everything that it speaks of is obviously mm -hmm. it was written thousands of years ago, but they are all, it is such positive. It is so it, universal, all universal, all encompassing. It encompasses all of us. That's why we loved it so much. Once we started delving into what was this language, what was it truly about? We love that it enhanced our spiritual paths and it took us to a whole new level. Obviously, you know, practicing Catholics and um, but at that time, our parents took us to everything. They took us yep. to pujas, and they took us to, to see Buddhist lamas, and we went to a, Hindu, uh, or a Jewish temple. Yep. Our parents took us to everything. Um, and we so loved finding all the correlations with all of those religions into, they all walked the same path of this beautiful spirituality with this language. And you could trace it all back. We, trace, we can trace back, you know, um, Hebrew, Latin, Latin Greek. German. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, the you can trace all languages back to English. So, I mean, I'm not kidding. The word shampoo comes from, from Sanskrit. The word awesome comes from Sanskrit. The word, uh, pundit the, the word navigate, right? Navigaha. Navigaha became yes. navigate. Yes, you're right. Um, if you were to stay, to stand, to be still, comes from originally from the Sanskrit word sta. Pada, meaning feet. Uh, as if you go to the podiatrist. Or dentist, danta, meaning teeth. Vomit. Right. Sanskrit word. Mana, right? Mana became mana. mind. Oh, my, my uh, yes. And, 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 and let's not forget guru, right? Um, yes. Yeah. How the, uh, 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 Jupiter, Jupiter was the Sanskrit name for Jupiter is guru. Now guru yes. also, uh, aside from meaning a spiritual teacher, uh, it, guru also means heavy, right? So yes. how the heck did somebody in those books, because guru comes from, the word guru is in the, what is it? The Srimad Bhagavatam, 5,000 years old. How the hell did somebody all those thousands of years ago know that the largest planet in this solar system is Jupiter? And they called it guru. Because in the Vedas, they have all the knowledge of all the, the astronomy. The yeah. And, and, then, and then we have Oprah who brought the word guru, like right back front and center to pop culture. Right. <laughs> so. We've got it. And, and we've got, and obviously we're using it in parlance. The word mantra is used in parlance, obviously now it's yeah. part of our vocabulary. Yes. Right. But no, Sanskrit's everywhere now. And when you start pointing it out to people, but it is a root language and it's ultimately a language and the books that it comes from and that it produced are universal in their teachings. Um, you know, people say, oh, I don't, you know, if, if you say you don't like the Vedas, then you don't like math or science or architecture or, or medicine. So it's the foundation of all those things. But and another, to go back to your original question though, um, I think when we saw all the different spiritual paths and when we sat in those yagyas and pujas and when we learned to meditate, those were huge turning points for us. Um, 
it just made me realize that you know i'm a i'm a spiritual being having a human experience this is yeah. this is very very temporary and the bigger picture and the bigger the bigger focus is really what matters and sanskrit and meditation is a way to access that okay and and so you see so for you it's not just something archaic that you lean on when you need to but for you it's a living breathing reality that helps you yes. to reconnect to the source of everything yes is that fair yes yeah absolutely because it is and we're all composed of sounds there's a cool article out that says the hippies were right it's all vibes man um and it's true it's all we're all composed of these vibrating cells and sanskrit has a really neat way of making those vibrations coherent and when you make your pure and pure and you affect your vibrations in your body and then in the entire environment and you get a lot of, of hippies chanting and you can affect, I think, the whole world, maybe. This, this is why they've done some of those studies where they'll have a large group of people meditate and then crime rates suddenly drop like a huge percentage. And that is because you're, you're raising the consciousness. Whether people are, it, it doesn't matter whether they're doing it anywhere even near you. It's, I think Andrea, obviously in her neighborhood and then in her town, in our town, we are raising this consciousness and then you know, we want to expose this to as many people as possible so that they can also join in and be doing this as well. Because the way to fight the negativity in the world is not to get angry and take a political stance. It is to rise above it and be something greater and bigger and more positive and vibrating at a much more beautiful right. level. And then that will stop the horrible things in the world more so than fighting against it. I mean, or being angry. Yeah, you can be political, but being angry and right. ugly and right. adding to the ugliness. Right. No, the, the thing is raise the consciousness level, raise the vibration level. But I'll tell you something, Anna, so you can do that worldwide, but then even in our own families, I mean, when the kids are noisy and screaming and everyone's stress level and everyone's shouting, we, we put on actually our own CDs and it just woo, calms the kids down. <laughs> and, and, and it works because I understand, obviously yes. you, you have two, you, you have two girls, right? I have two boys. Two girls. You have two boys and, and Sarah, you have two girls. And they're all kind of exposed to what has it done for them? I mean, can you say with some degree of convincingness that it's helped them in some way being exposed oh, yeah. to Sanskrit? They, they love it calms. It brings down, it brings our house to a huge sense of peace. And, mm -hmm. it, and even us, we get, you know, we stray away from it. We get stressed. We get bogged down with life and work and everything else. Chaos. And we always try to remind each other and keep bringing ourselves back yes. to it. And and then when we do that, obviously we want it throughout our whole household. So everybody, even you know, a little, even our littlest ones, which are two, I have a, I have a six-year-old and a two-year-old and she has a five-year-old and a two-year-old and, um, and they, oh, Shanti, Shanti. And they get so excited. And then I turn it on in the car and all the, the yapping and arguing, it just goes down, all stops. Down. And also if you knowing, I think having a knowledge of Ayurveda helps if you have really uh, children that have high vata, have a high air element and are nervous, um, it helps helps keep the peace in the family and we we really our blog is actually called shanti mamas where all we do is talk about ayurveda and the ayurveda way we'll ayurveda make sure we include a link to that uh, at the in the show references obviously <laughs> okay. because i think a lot of listeners here those of you who are with children and i know quite a few of our audience are i think that'll be just beautiful for them to be able to access and do well, and that's what we want. We want this approachable to everyone. This, mm -hmm. this should be a mass society thing of where everybody taps into this on a daily basis in some form, you know, chanting it and as listening, much as they can. Or listening to it or meditating. Mantras. Yep. Meditating, meditating, listening to it, um, listening to podcasts like yours. Yes. <laughs> All of this contributes towards the same All of it contributes goal. towards it. Yes. So you've given us a little bit of an insight of that kind of journey. Tell us about perhaps a time of great challenge, a time which acted as a catalyst to a new level of realization, something that's helped you to see things and reframe, you know, what you do, how you show up in the world. Well, I'll tell you, you it's take. kind of the same story every time is that you get so busy and this happens. Mm. So we were obviously in school, you know, and you get busy with that and you, you blow off your meditations. But then in our 20s, we were on tour with our father. We toured all over the world. And you're living in airports and you're living and you're driving everywhere. And so you were touring. Rooms. You started yes. doing albums from your 20s? No, starting in our, at 16. Yeah. You started our doing album albums from 16. Yeah, wow. 
so we were touring and, and you get even and then you get separated you're like what is wrong i don't feel peaceful i'm agitated and and then i will say this even now it's the same thing you get pulled away and you get in the chaos and the, you know we got the power bill due and the kitchen is messy and and you know everything is the same so and when that happens the absolute best thing to do is to stop because that's still going to be there and to get yourself completely in alignment when you get yourself calm the world gets calm and and using the sanskrit like and we're working on a currently working on a piece it's not it's not available for to show but it's the kena upanishad and it's neat because right now we're working on it and the more i work on it i just get so peaceful i just i'm like whoa i'm fine you you bring that power bill I, that's good that's fine i've got it <laughs> i you know the scare the stress doesn't happen and it doesn't matter in a different age no it doesn't matter what age we've been stuff happens and pulls us away also the impermanence of things. I mean, obviously we all start losing people in life and Andrew and I, we've experienced that a number of times. And when you do, you really, really get knocked down and you suffer, you suffer and you start to lose yourself and question everything. And, but then it also through death and loss reminds you of the impermanence of life. And the only, our true goals are to sit and rise above all this. This is why we are here. It is to become highly conscious beings so that we can, you know, transcend this because this is be not permanent. You're here. This is a breath of God. You're here for a moment, a moment. and then you're out of here. So, you know, is it's good to prepare the, for the bigger picture, not just you know the little tiny mundane things in life that make you that pull you down. But that's not what life. Is. I no. remember reading uh, one of my favorite uh, historical authors uh, as Ralph Waldo Emerson, obviously. Oh, okay great American and a transcendentalist. And uh, I remember he wrote a poem called uh, Brahma, all about Lord Brahma from the Vedas. And a lot of newspaper uh, journalists at the time were kind of confused. What is this Brahma thing going on? And he kind of laughed and he said to them, just tell him it's all about Abraham. And (laughs) it's just Abraham. Well, it is actually the root word of Brahma. Abraham is Abrahma. Abrahma. So they're, they're, um, they're uh they're related that it's it's brahma and then there's abrahma which is abraham so do you believe that (laughs) some you know like they have like we hear about the dead sea scrolls we hear about the tibetan book of the dead we hear about these very old and seemingly archaic literatures much of which have been fragmented and distorted or not even available anymore do you feel that that same revelatory power exists in the literature that you've been exposed to the vedas the upanishads the sanskrit is there something that you've come to know that is a revelation this to the mankind to mankind here because absolutely absolutely and i i think but i think that that those if you were to really trace like the nagamadi scriptures and the dead sea scrolls look at where those came from trace them back further, go further, you know, and you're going to find a lot of it's rooted in the Vedas. <laughs> so it goes, it has the knowledge of, of all life and existence. Honestly, if you, I think if you studied, truly studied the, the Vedas throughout your entire life, it's like, it's definitely a path to enlightenment. I mean, that's the, that's the point of it. Even studying Sanskrit by itself is a, a method to enlightenment. So for both of you, I mean, how do you find a way to inject it into your day-to-day routine? Because you're busy mamas. You also bring in, you know, you, you have to work. <laughs> you have other responsibilities. Of course, you have your music. But how do you bring some of that in? And how would you, how would you envisage and foresee people tuned into this episode here to see how they could start to benefit from these mantras? One thing I'd say is make sure you start every day um, with meditation and or prayer or both. Um, and also, like, my, one of my favorite things is when you get in the car and you shut the door, instead of immediately, you know, turning on the radio, just stop for just a second. Not while you're driving, before you start driving. Oh. Before you start, take a deep breath and center yourself. Don't just go from activity to activity to activity. Pause. You know, one, you know, 10 seconds never made anybody late, you know? Stop for 10 seconds. Right. Take a deep breath. Um, as far as the mantras go, um, our new project is why we did it, is to uh, healing mantras. That's why we did it, is for everybody. 
So, so let's break that down actually. So let's, a big topic right now is in, in, in certainly in the workplace, uh, both in corporate America and for that matter, in most corporate entities around the world is mental health. Yes. And, and then they're bringing in this whole thing about mindfulness and meditation as uh, countermeasures to poor mental health, flagging mental health. We hear about burnout um, yes. uh, and obviously depression. We've had a, a lot of press recently about people taking their own lives, sadly. So what can mantras do to aid one's mental health and emotional well, so, well-being? So there's, there are certain mantras that are healing mantras. There are certain mantras that vibrate in the body and they're very, very powerful. And when you, um, and we, we constructed a course and a meditation and you can chant with it or you can just let it bathe over you and it vibrates all the cells in your body. You can feel it. Um, just as a joke, my studio's across from my bedroom and I was, when I was putting it together and mixing it, my husband says, please, please mix that with your headphones on. I said, why? He says, cause you're making me high. Um, uh, so, <laughs> cause the, is there, they vibrate so high. These are not regular mantras. The ones we have, we have done a huge amount of research and studied, um, do you want to show the book? Huge amount of research on the way that, that mantras affect the body. If you see, let's see, we, Healing we, mantras. Yeah, we, we, we researched all these, uh, different mantras. We researched, um, these different authors, all these different scientific studies as to what they do. And there's a lot of studies, obviously, that talk about the cognitive, um, what it does to one's ability to retain information. So it improves your cognitive abilities. It decreases depression. It reduces anxiety. It creates this overall sense of calmness. It drops your heart rate. It drops your heart rate. And this is something that everybody can do. So we don't, This, you know, obviously we've been trained in this for many, many years, but we wanted to make this presentable to the masses so everyone can participate in this with us. And in our class, in our, in our course, aside from the fact that we'd show you all the scientific research, so you know why you're learning these mantras, it's 13 mantras. And in the 13 mantras, we teach you very slowly and then it picks up speed and gets faster. And so you can, it's interesting. So it's not just boring. And we want, we want you to not only listen to it, but we want everybody, you want to start chanting it too. Because the more people that are out there raising the vibrations, it has obviously not just an effect on them and in their household and within them, it has an effect on everyone. That's it also affects plants. I mean, you put a plant near near you um, and give it a few months, watch it just spring Orange. up. People always say, how come your garden does so well? And I sit out there and I chant Sanskrit and I sing uh, hymns to the garden and they love sound. Well, if plants love sound, so, does, so do the cells in your body. And, and now, obviously, sound therapy is being used for everything, toning yeah. that disease and, like, uh, so many different things because they're finding that if you change the vibratory frequency of the cells, they stop warping into ugly things and they, they become right. the beautiful, clear, pure things that they were intended to be. Actually, and our, the body can heal itself to be. In our book, I tell you this, in our book, we actually even show you pictures um, I mean, the book is just loaded with tons of pretty pictures and studies. I'm sorry, but it is. But I have to show you this. Look at this shows you. Um, is that the beginning? So we, Dr. Emoto, which is one of Shimas, our yeah, Emiro, Emiro Masuko and Dr. Emoto from Japan, right? Tokyo University's yes, work. We have a few of his pictures of what it looked like before. His groundbreaking um, book, The uh, Miracle of Consciousness on Water, New York Times bestseller. Yes, right. but he also did. Yeah, on, uh, and he talked about like they made these. Um, they, they take a, a cell of water and they'd say something ugly to it and it would turn into this ugly contorted thing. And then right. you show what happens if you sing to it or you pray or you chant and it turns into this beautiful crystal. And you want to do that with your, all the, and they replicated stuff. that. I mean, I, I was, a, I was a skeptic, but then when I, the, the further I dug into that research, they replicated it in three or four major cities around the world. They did it again and again. So they actually put effort to verify that there was some substance yes. behind and you can was. feel it in your body. And, and then how much of our body is made up of water ourselves? So how does that affect 60, us? 60%. At least 60% at of least our body is made of water. right? That's, so, I mean, and so, 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 so for anybody who's thinking that mantras are only for sort of feeling peaceful, actually they have a physiological yes. effect as much as they do a mental and a psychological effect. Yeah. Right, right. So that, so the thing is, is and we couldn't, we can't be every, we teach a lot of Sanskrit workshops. We teach a lot of, and, um, of 
of different classes and we, we perform, but we can't reach everybody. So we created the course so that anybody can have it and they can have it at their own pace and at their own speed. And so that was why we did that. And it's approachable by everyone because they are, these, the, the mantras, the, they're bija mantras. So they're seed, seed mantras. <laughs> yes. Very good. Yeah. So um, there's obviously <laughs> the most, stuff. you really do know your stuff. Um, Mantra therapy, <laughs> baby. Right. They're the most basic and primordial of sounds, but they're also then the most approachable too. So they're extremely powerful. Just because yeah. they're small and simple doesn't mean that they don't have a huge effect on oneself. So, and this way we don't have to go anywhere. People could just have it at their own house. Um, and, and when they get the course, they also um, they have an audio track they can play in their car too, which is what I do with my kids. <laughs> I want to actually touch on that, uh, you know, getting a tiny bit technical for the benefit of our audiences. There are two Sanskrit terms. Yeah. Again, extremely ancient terms, which are very relevant to the present day, right? Shravanam and Kirtanam, right? These, okay. these two terms, right? What is Shravanam to hear and Kirtanam to recite or to chant. So, uh, are these mantras that you're sharing through this latest project of yours, are they, are they beneficial if you can't necessarily chant them or you're not sure how to, but just even to hear. So what is the benefit of even just being exposed to mantras, even though you don't understand them, I guess is my question for people who are of a different culture or background. They don't even know what they mean. Is there benefit still? Actually, it doesn't matter. Even knowing what they mean can be a distraction for the mind. For the mind. Because then it's just focusing on it. You don't need to focus on it. it. Everything, obviously, in Sanskrit is only the most pository, pure, positive. positive, pure vibrations that, you know, of creation. So everything is a very strong, beautiful prayer. Um, and that, uh, beyond that, obviously, you need to just, just experience it. Let it wash over you. Don't right. worry about, you know, don't get your mind out of the way. Because the mind always um, wants to, what am I hearing? What's that? What What's am I this? hearing? What does this mean? How does this make it's gonna me? It's going to get out of, you, get out of the, the way. The point is just to get the mind out of the way. You want the thoughts to quiet down. Yeah. You want the thoughts to be quiet. And, and it doesn't matter. Don't, you know, it's not actually, sometimes it's good not to chant. Just let it wash over you. Let it just happen to you. Um, and let your body and your ears and your brain and your mind have a long experience. It yes. into it, right. Yes. And, and um, the, the, all the healing stuff that we've been sharing recently, uh, which I'm so proud of. I'm sorry. I, my sister's like, all you ever talk about is healing mantras. It's because I'm so happy with it. And I'm so- It's, um, it's a gift. It's your gift. It's, your, it's the creation that you're, you're both giving to the world. It's your contribution. Yes. To bring yes. that ancient science to people's ear holes. Yes. <laughs> so that it can- Penetrate. Play in their environment. But not on the ear holes, right? Obviously, um, you know, we hear about people being exposed. People who are deaf, they're still getting the benefit of yes. the mantras because the mantra, it, it, it's the vibrator, it's the vibrations. Correct me if I'm wrong, ladies, but it's the vibration of the mantras that penetrate the cells. Cells can listen, right? Yes. Bruce Lipton talks yes. about it a lot. Biology of belief. There's a lot of other um, people, quasi quantum phys physicists, are getting on the bandwagon. You know, some may regard them as skeptics, but the, the truth remains that, you know, we yes. know that a lot of children, for example, studies show that mothers who recite um, prayers or Sanskrit or play classical music to their child yes. whilst the child is in the womb. I mean, you, you can tell us about that. Oh, absolutely. It has a powerful... No, it it does. It has a very powerful, and then even as babies, they, they, they respond to it immediately. They know. So even they if they exactly can't hear it per se, they're, they're physiologically absorbing that they're vibration. They're feeling it. Yes. feeling it okay so so the power is there regardless that is the point here absolutely you know. yeah absolutely so do you want us to do, do this do you want or do you want to pause it and then we can get our the next set set up or tell us what you want well we definitely want to hear uh you lead us out with something real special but i did uh want to i just did want to ask you what what do you have in store for 2020? For so you've up. got the Healing Mantra Project coming. Um, the Healing Mantra Project is just released. And that's neat because in the project, you also get a copy of our new album. So if you don't, if once you've kind of bathed in the mantras, if you want to listen to something the new, the new, the new album is something, something special, right? And something, something beautiful. beautiful as well. Yes, it's, yeah. It's literally called Something, something Beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> it's actually based on, on a quote from Mother Teresa. And she's looking at all this 
this death and decay and unhappiness in uh, Calcutta. And she says, dear Lord, show me something beautiful. Hmm. And um, so we kind of wrote a song. We wrote a whole that. song based in fact, on it. Most of our songs are based on, on saints. saints. <laughs> <laughs> they they say it all the religions. Yeah, they say it so well. I mean, you can't really say it better than them. So a lot of times they inspire all of our music. You know, um, and we're just excited. What I, I I feel I feel your excitement and I and I, I, you know, I I'm obviously bouncing reflecting it right back at you I, and it was one of my inspirations behind the mantra therapy project that started you know right. 2010 and you know wow. it's been going on uh, in the UK and in Wonderful. Europe we have yet to hit the US in person although you know we are blessed to have a an audience and a following in the US in Australia and places where people are listening and those that's right mantras that's are getting neat. out. What fascinates me is, and uh, what, what what really inspires me is that there is so much content being created at the moment in the musical space. For example, that is pulling at each and every one of us back into our lower chakras. And for those yeah. of you who are not familiar with that phraseology, what I mean is the music is very much material materialistic in its content and it's and and, and the subject matter is either lecherous or has some or sort vulgar. of sexual connotation or a violent type tendency it's very self-centered and in a world where music is becoming extremely self-centered and it's a me 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 thing and it's and it's fanning our egos right. how important is it ladies to have these sorts of songs being written to well, help. And I'll tell you, we we have so many fans that are, they literally are saying exactly what you are saying. They say, we put in your music and we feel so good after, like they'll shut themselves. Then we get letters all the time and emails saying that they go put themselves in their room when they're having a bad day and they play <laughs> our CD because they feel so much better after listening to it. And it's because every single, even whether it's in English or in Sanskrit, every single one of our songs are extremely uplifting, extremely positive. So, and feel good music. So right now, you're right. Everything is very, very low. It's very basic. It's very low. It's it's very... And you don't feel good after listening to it. You, you can tell the effect that it has because of how do you feel when you're listening to it. It's enhancing, as you said, those lower chakras, which you don't really want to do. You, those are the bases. You said they're the base root chakras about money and, you know. Survival sex. and sex. and Right. Recreation, and, and by the way, it doesn't mean that those lower chakras are bad, but it's just feeding no. and creating an imbalance in those lower chakras. It's, it's, it's encouraging too- a culture. It's, it's encouraging a me, me, me civilization. Right, yes. it's, right. so based. Who am it's all I? about yeah. me, but it's not my fault, right? It's all about me, right. but it ain't my fault. You know, I blame everybody <laughs> else, but it ain't about me. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm a victim over here. All of well, you guys are causing trouble to me. And this is becoming a whole thing, right? And then, on, yeah, victim mentality. And then on top of all of that, you know, what, what hits me is, uh, God, I, I can't stop talking about this point. I mean, it's urban, urban spirituality, so I'm going to damn well say it. Why the heck do we accept the importance of going on a diet to clean up our food, to clean up our health? And many of us, realize the we may not we may or may not do it but we all accept biologically physiologically medically speaking the importance of going on diets the importance of fasting intermittent fasting is all the rage we right. consciously make efforts to diet or to fast or to change what we consume to better our health and yet we have no conception most of us of going on a diet or a fast when it comes to the sounds that are penetrating our ears to clean up the music that we listen to or even if we're not listening to necessarily quote-unquote bad music we don't actually consciously choose to put this kind of music into our ears don't you find that oh no yo you are you're you are what you eat and you are what you listen to oh man she said it right i just said it the long way i'm sorry i'm indian i just love talking in my own voice i love it you're so brilliant you have the way you say it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love but it. What you just said right there, we are what we eat and we are, we are what we listen to. So given that we are what we listen to, would you kindly do the honors? Yes. Yeah, I think so. 
So what we can chant now is the healing mantras we were just talking about. Um, this is not the slow version, obviously. <laughs> this is the faster version. Just to let you hear how cool these mantras are. These, I just think they're neat. Um, and so we'll kind of do a little impromptu. Uh, this is what, what, what's it called? Oh, the unplugged version. This is the unplugged version of, you know, without all the mystical sounds to it. <laughs> of these are just the 13 healing mantras. Amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, Shanti Shanti presenting us the 13 healing mantras and something special and very beautiful, beautiful. from the latest Something album. beautiful. Yeah, of course. I, I think I'm We're live. Keep rolling. Do it as you wish. You know, it's from your heart. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> you want to? Okay. Go for it. Okay. Oh, yeah. There you go. instruments because we have to we sing because we love to so <laughs> we produce because we love to love that i noticed you had some bij mantras in there reem and cleem yes it's very powerful mantras even just for those who don't understand as you said earlier just to hear just to yes. let the healing be absorbed through this medium that we have here yes so you something, something beautiful i think no, we should i think we should end our beautiful time with something from your new album otherwise we could be really going on a super extended episode but i think we should have you back we'd love to come back <laughs> and we should we should wrap we're not some twins more. by the way we don't know why we do that we're not twins <laughs> but you just you know you know normally you know you know i would say to people uh one at a time folks but with you two <laughs> you can speak at the same time it's fine <laughs> it's great so something beautiful you want to yes. just exp give us a little uh context on that one Yes, so you, you mentioned Mother album, Teresa, and um, yes, from that was we wrote the song based on that. Yes, and our album um, actually is neat. The, the new album that came out, we did something a little different. It's all user-friendly Sanskrit, um, so you could chant along with us. And then we have a lot of English songs, and they're all positive and all spiritual, all, all kid-friendly. Your children can be in the car, and you don't have to say, "Oh, that's that's not a bad word." There's no bad words in it, um, obviously. <laughs> clean lyrics. Yeah, beautiful, clean imagery, clean lyrics. Happy, happy feelings, everything. Um, and we're just, we just, we're just really excited about this album. It was, and then right so after then, the album, we came out with Healing Mantras. Yes. So I, I got one for you. Yes. Not only are they environmentally friendly, oh, you're going to love this one. 
Okay. But they're <laughs> environmentally friendly. They're in and environmentally like friendly. Yeah, you can keep that one, I girls. <laughs> I just need a place to stay in Reno, Nevada. Oh, don't environmentally worry. friendly. She's got a big house. I got a big house. You come stay with me. <laughs> I'm getting it up. Oh, okay. Okay, so we'll. Sometime in the future, we <laughs> should do a duet. You and you and me together, Absolutely. chanting Sanskrit. We could totally do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then, oh gosh, it'd be so fun. We could, we'd be hitting both sides of the pond, you know? All, all the yogis that, uh, that are on both sides. Okay, this song is Something Beautiful. and uh, From our new album. From our new album. And it's the title track of the new album. Yeah. Oh, girls. Hiccup is a pickup. I love that. <laughs> I have my choir. Organic. Very organic. I have my choir from church. They're chanting Sanskrit. They're chanting prayers. And it's really cool and big ambient sounds. I mean, we had a lot of fun making the album. And then healing mantras, we had a lot of fun. So we're just, we're going to probably just do more educational stuff and more songs. Just keep doing what we're doing because we're having a lot of fun. And people seem to like it. <laughs> that right there, folks, if there was wisdom for all of us whatever we're doing that right there was that that was it right embrace and do at least sometimes the thing that you really find fun in yes yes involve people around you put your emotion and heart into it and you just might start to transform the lives of the people around you in the process your own joy makes everybody around you happy amen amen to that 
Amen. <laughs> Ladies, it has been a pleasure to have you. We want anyone and everyone who's been tuned into this to have the opportunity to find out more. So could you just one more time refresh us on where we can find out more about your upcoming Healing Mantras project and of course this album and your website, please. Yes. So everything's on our website is um, www.shantishanti.com. S-H-A-N-T-I, S-H-A-N-T-I.com. You'll see right there Healing Mantras and you can hear music and there's pictures and stuff. And then we're always available on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash Shanti Shanti 108. And, uh, Shanti Shanti 108 right there, baby. Yeah. <laughs> 108, auspicious number. Yes. And of course, uh, what we'll so do is... It, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It is, it is my passion as well. So we will make sure actually that I think you suggested, I'm going to hold you to it. You said that there is a special... Uh, a special deal for those yes. who go and click the link that we're going to include in this episode for them yes. to get something quite special as listeners of urban spirituality and our mantra therapy project courtesy Absolutely. of the so, shanti shanti sisters so it's not just the four videos and um, 45 minutes of vedic sanskrit and the healing Mon- or, and the something beautiful album and the workbook and the audio track um, but we're also in oh, a downloadable poster so they can have the mantras. And But also you get a pair, set of prayer beads, um, a bar of our Sanskrit blessed soap, and a bracelet of um, their healing stones. And they're super pretty. So you get all of that for a crazy cheap price. So Amazing. It's it. And it's all going to be on the links that we'll include here. So thank you. Yeah, thank yes. you so much for that special gesture. We'll make sure that the links are included here, folks, so you can get your hands on the healing mantras package as well as find out more and follow and support these two blessed souls, beautifully talented sisters who have taken the time to grace us with their presence and their voice and their hearts on this episode of Urban Spirituality. So, Andrea. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Namaste, folks. Thank Namaste. you for staying with us all the way till the end. It was a longer than average episode, but we, we hope that you have not only heard and benefited from this, but felt the power of this unique episode. And may it be shared, as always, with your friends, family, loved ones, anyone you feel you know needs to hear this. And let us help heal and enlighten each being step by step with purity, with passion, and with humility. Thank you. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Hey folks, thanks so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and as with all our episodes, found something to inform, inspire and empower you in your personal and spiritual journeys in life. As always, feel free to leave a little love through your ratings and comments, subscribe and share it with those you care about. And take your personal and spiritual evolution to the next level by joining us on one of our unique events, workshops, or retreats, or taking advantage of our personal and professional coaching packages. Find out more about us at mantratherapy.co.uk. I'm your host, Prash K. This is Urban Spirituality, and we will catch you on the next episode.